Welcome to the People of Packaging Podcast, brought to you by Specrite. Specrite wants you to envision a world without waste. Join the movement at specrite.com backslash PKG. Hey, that's right. It's another episode of the People of Packaging Podcast. I'm your host with the Holy Ghost, the Packaging Pastor, Adam Peak. You can find me on TikTok at Packaging Pastor or on LinkedIn. Just search for my name, Adam Peak. Wanted to talk real quickly about a new sponsor for our podcast, Spark Packaging. Are you sick and tired of the same positions at your plant constantly being open or just not being filled? Maybe your facility just isn't retaining talent due to not having dedicated recruitment support. If you need contract to hire support, or you are looking to hire directly for industry professionals, Spark Packaging can help. Spark Packaging is the industry partner who provides all your recruitment and staffing needs. And and basically, listen, we all know we need a lot of that right now. If you're one of those people hearing this and thinking, hey, wait a second, that's me, then you can go to sparkpackaginginc.com backslash hiring. Once again, that's sparkpackaginginc.com backslash hiring and answer some of their questions. Once received, a Spark team member will reach out ASAP. And hey, if you get there, just tell them that I sent you. That would be awesome. Thanks so much. And let's get to this next episode. Hey, everybody. Thanks for tuning in here. I am joined uh, all the way via the internet from uh, Detroit, Michigan. Uh, Dion Mixon is the founder, did you say founder and CEO of Design Eye? Is that, you're all of it? Yes, sir. All right. Founder and CEO of Design Eye. Uh, if, if you're not watching this uh, podcast, that's fine. Most people don't. They listen to it, but um, I've got a hoodie, my Design Eye hoodie on here. Dion's got a t-shirt. I will say this. I was not paid any money to do this uh, I, I i paid i paid full price for this hoodie because i like to support artists and and what they're doing and and this thing is legitimate like the most comfortable hoodie that i have my son keeps trying i was telling dion i was like my son keeps trying to take this thing from me and i'm like no i wear it like i didn't just put it on as like a prop for the interview i literally wear it all the time now because <laughs> i mean i live in utah right like it's mm-hmm. it's like perfect hoodie weather right now it's fall and it's my favorite time of the year. Basketball's on. It's it's you know it's not super yeah. cold. It's great. So I love right. it. Um, Thank you. So Dion, I appreciate you making some cool stuff and for coming on the podcast. Thanks so much. No problem. Thank you. Yeah. So uh, before we talk about the game that you came out with, uh, that I've got, I've got here behind me. It's a it's a board game. Before we talk about what you're doing with branding and identity. Uh, I would just love to hear your story. How did you get into uh, branding and graphic design? What was that like for you? Yeah, so let's start from the kind of the basics beginning. Um, I was born and raised in Detroit, the east side of Detroit, graduated from Detroit Public Schools. Um, And it was actually around, uh, well, early elementary middle school actually started in music. I played violin for seven years. And around eighth grade on my way to high school, which is a college prep high school, Cass Tech, I was already thinking about what I might pursue in college. And it was my own violin sensei. I call her sensei because I also studied Japanese for like four years. Uh, my violin sensei recommended that I look at other career options if I, if I didn't want to die trying to join a symphony orchestra. 
Um, and so her and another counselor knew about my creative skills, like drawing, I drew a lot of cartoons and anime. And then that's when graphic design was presented to me. Um, and my high school cast tech had a graphic design curriculum. And what sold me was the idea that I could help other people with my creativity. Um, and so I took that on in high school, uh, learned a little bit. Uh, I did have a great teacher, uh, but it was pretty casual. But then once I got to my college, Western Michigan University, and I got accepted to the design program, that's when it really uh, started to open up and I got immersed in that world of graphic design. Um, so I graduated from Western Michigan University, BFA in graphic design. And, I, and I, by that point, I was all in. Um, my thesis, my design thesis at Western was actually, uh, well, I, we had to come up with three ideas, three thesis ideas. Uh, and one of them was the game, um, but my actual thesis ended up being redesigning the Detroit flag, which was inspired by the Roman Mars TED talk from 99% Invisible. And after that, I then pivoted back to the game. Uh, once I moved to New York, I had, did two design internships there. Um, and while there working on a game, a lot of feedback and critique uh, came to what you all see now as design. I actually started out as a game called GNA. And if I, I don't know if I can share a screen, but I can, I can send you some images. Um, okay. It's called GNA, uh, Graphic Design Niche Agent. Uh, so it was a play on DNA. Uh, looked like Monopoly, uh, way too advanced. Uh, so this is very early stages of the prototype. This was like 2016 is when I had the original prototype. And 2018 is when I changed the name to Design I did a bunch of name explorer, had some peers help me, created the icon. Uh, it was pretty much redesigned everything. And what started as a thesis idea still kind of remains. So the idea was to increase or help increase diversity in, this, in the design industry because it's uh, you know very lacking. And a lot of this research came from the design census by AIGA and uh, Google. They had some surveys from 2016, uh, 17 and 19, basically showing that there's only like 3% of designers are black, you know, 5% are Latinx, 8% uh, are Asian. So very low numbers. And so I thought, well, how can we increase those numbers? Well, you gotta get to the youth, you know, raise a child in the way that they should go was what I thought about. And so if you're gonna teach youth or expose youth to something like graphic design, something very niche, you got to make it fun, make learning fun. All right, well, a game. Well, what kind of game? Card game, board game. I grew up on board games a, a little bit. I've always been attracted to board games because it's like a big, it's a package versus card game is kind of, it's just a small package. But the board game just felt like I was entering a world. So I got a lot of feedback from students and they, I got mixed answers really. So Design I incorporates a board game as well as cards. So it's kind of like best of both worlds. And and that's where I started. Uh, uh, or that's the main kind of big why, you know, yeah. expose it, expose design to minority students early um, so that they have greater chances of really honing in on their own skills and, and realizing they can make a, a living out of being creative. So that's I where love it. Came from. <clears throat> I love it. And you went with, uh, I don't know if you know this, but on, on TikTok, my TikTok handle is packaging pastor. And, mm -hmm. uh, you, you went, 
you, you went biblical there with uh, train up a child in the way she they go and they shall oh. not depart. Yeah. Uh, <laughs> Absolutely. So yeah, I mean, and you know, honestly, uh, I, I won't get too deeply theological here, but I think I've even said this on the podcast before. Uh, the ability to like create, like as like a creative is is the most divine thing about a human right it's it's something yes. that whether no other species on earth can really do and the fact that we can do it i think is, is really beautiful so i love this um you know like i said i've got i've got the game here uh it's 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 nice. super fun I've, we've been digging into it a little bit with our kids um and yeah i mean we've got like there's all sorts of cool components in this thing I don't know. I mean, I, I could unbox the whole thing here, but I'm not going to do that. That would be, I'll do that yeah. as another video, uh, or better yet. Uh, I would encourage if you've got, if you've got kids or it's a, like, it, it could be a really cool gift if you don't have kids, but you want to give it. To yeah. And I, and I was just going to say, that's a powerful sentiment. You know, I do believe in God. I believe God as creator and we are, uh, expressions or extensions of that, uh, kind of creator identity. And so part of the language of design, I was, well, discover the designer in you, discover mm -hmm. the creator that you are, and you yourself as a creator can create for others and wonderful things and inspire them to do wonderful things and, you know, solve problems using your creativity. So that's definitely all in there because a lot of students, they don't know, they don't realize that part of their identity as, you know, whatever kind of American they are, whatever kind of human they are there's a creative part in them and um i want to you know bring that out of them so that's what design is all about for i sure. love that i love that it's it's uh it, i i run into that i do a different type of creating like like you create graphically right and and we can get into maybe a little bit about your full-time job uh but i i i do want to hear more about design i sound like got a couple more iterations mm -hmm. um but like as like a content creator I'll tell people, you know, like, yeah, you just like, like I, I, whatever I, like I, I have thoughts and then I share them and I create content. Mm -hmm. I don't consume a lot of content. I create a lot of content mm -hmm. and they're like, I just don't feel like I have anything to say. And I'm like, man, you have mm -hmm. a voice. Like, you've got a mm -hmm. story. You've got a perspective that the, the community, whether it's, you know, like LinkedIn, where I spend a lot of time, like the community can really benefit from your voice. If all we do is just let the same people share their similar experience then we don't get the complete totality of mm -hmm. of perspective on on that situation and it's it's really i think imperative in the industry that i'm in and in the packaging industry to help elevate and and even like to to illuminate the opportunities that are in the packaging industry whether it's mm -hmm. graphic design structural design um, you know, you're in Michigan, right? Like Michigan state has a great school for packaging. Yeah. yeah. Um, a lot of automotive design, transportation design is, yeah. Yep. Yeah. So it's, there's so many, there's so many opportunities and so many jobs and, and, you know, candidly, just like even a lot of money to be made within, within this space. And yet for so many years, cause I never knew about it. Right. So like for mm -hmm. so many years, sort of like this little hidden secret and i'm just like mm -hmm. i just want to blow it up i just want everyone to see what they can do in in this industry so uh that's yeah. that's super cool and and so um you know what actually let, let's let's still hang out here on the game because i think this is 
This is just so neat. It's a, it's the first time I've ever seen somebody come up with a game mm-hmm. that is is kind of tailored towards an industry that I'm a part of. I'm an autographic designer, right? Like your game is about more than just packaging, but packaging's part of it. Mm-hmm. Uh, I've just never seen someone do that. <laughs> so like, yeah, to not either. only be creative, right? Like you're a creative, like in terms of creating brand identity, creating, you know, that type of stuff. But like, then to just like create an, an entirely different thing, mm-hmm. like a whole different play or take on it is right. great. So you're in college, like kind of maybe walk me through that, that thesis when you're coming up with this, I know you talked about like why you decided on a board game in terms of like to reach, you know, to, to reach the kids, but to actually, to, to go make it is a totally different thing than just like having idea. Yeah. So, um, so when we, it was like the junior their junior year spring, our professors told us, you know, hey, all right, senior fall, you need to start thinking about your thesis ideas, and we're going to all have a meeting, and we want you to kind of just focus on one idea. Think about three, but focus on the one. And I'm already, you know, the overachiever of the class. Everyone's laughing about it. I already had, Dion already has, like, a, a prototype and whatnot, and, um, and but it, the encouragement was that you know our thesis needed to be a problem we're solving, so mm. and I think that was what 2016. I don't know how much of like the the Black Lives Matter stuff was happening, but a lot of that uh, rhetoric about you know the wealth gap and all these different gaps for Black Americans, and yep. so in the context of design. I, I just a lot of history because I was involved. My mom put me to a lot of organizations, uh, a lot of youth development organizations where we were encouraged and aspired to uh, reveal our skill sets or talents. Uh, so back in those days, it was music and then a little bit of drawing and design. And we were in a space where that was a safe space to be able to express our creative skill sets. So growing up, fast forward to college, I thought there are still a lot of students out there who don't know about design, who don't know their career paths um, for cre- for creativity. And me being the one of three black design students in the program, although Western Michigan is still a predominantly white college, but just in the program and the first, you know, me and another, the class before me, the only black design students in a long time then when I went to New York, still, I'm the only Black designer in the studio and currently here in Detroit. That all kind of, you know, compounded to, okay, well, how can we increase, you know, diversity? Um, my professor, he would say, well, if you want to see what you don't see, just create it so that others can see it. Mm-hmm. Um, and so uh, if I want to see more minority designers in the room, in the building, you know their voices then I need to do something as a to be a catalyst to get that going um at least try right at least try so what can I do and again you know going back to the youth because that's where it starts um and that I when I when I have an idea and I, I'm really passionate about it about it to see what it could be I just dive in I have sketches uh, I have like, you know, I've gotten parchment papers or sketchbook papers and I would tape them up together because I didn't have a big enough game board. Like the whole nine, I'm using index cards, 
for my playing cards um, just to get something, you know, put idea to paper. And um, but yeah, from so from then, you know, the GNA prototype and then fast forward being in New York um, in that space, being an only black designer, that's what really kind of fueled it to keep going for me to keep going to get a, a, a more workable prototype. And then once I was done, I was done like around 2019 summer. I came back, right? I was, I bet I came back to Detroit around 2018. So I was in New York for like one nine months. Came back to Detroit because I was running out of money. Uh, I didn't want to go broke. And uh, seven months later, New York, by the yeah. way, that's it's so expensive. Yeah, it's crazy. Uh, came back seven months later. I landed my current design job at Gyro, it's a design studio. Uh, downtown Detroit and um, 2020s when I launched the Kickstarter I was reaching 10,000 or aiming for $10,000 I raised $13,000 thanks again to those guys and those profits were used to or those funds were used to mass produce the game and I, I did everything virtually by myself and I had some friend or some friends design friends who would, like give me critique on certain designs and decisions um I've reached out to my different business experts. They were saying, like, try out Alibaba for manufacturers. Fortunately, it worked out. I didn't get screwed over because apparently right. many people get screwed over. Um, but it worked out for me. Uh, 11 p.m. at night, talking to the manufacturer because it's 11 a.m. his time and on, on Skype of all platforms and uh, just just doing a do, doing the work. Uh, doing the test playing, going to different Detroit public schools and getting as much feedback as much test playing as possible and then really feeling confident to, to do that Kickstarter to then you know, follow through with that process of uh, getting it shipped here, delivered, manually delivering it to people. Um, some people wanted their copies signed, like the whole nine. So it's been a, a really a great journey, but it all started from that idea, that problem I was trying to solve. How can I help or contribute to the problem of diversity in design. That's what it all yeah. boils down to. And so then, sorry about it. So uh, I guess I'm, I'm curious then, number one, you know, how many, how many board, like how many board games have you, have you sold to date? Mm -hmm. I mean, yeah. And, so, yeah, go ahead. So the, so my first print order was around a thousand copies. Okay. And I've sold, I have like notes here, uh, 112. Okay. So, far. so you, still got, you still got some in your, in your garage. Yes. Yep. Exactly. First it was so, in my dad's garage and now it's in my own garage. <laughs> <laughs> so how then, cause I'm, I'm trying to think like, okay, this is, like I, it, it's a problem we're solving, right? And um, you know, it kind of actually takes me back to like when I, I got to do a, a TEDx Salt Lake City talk, and like oh, it's nice. like, do you have an idea worth sharing? And and it kind of reminds me of that that process. So you've got this problem to solve. You've got you know eight hundred and of the uh, board games available. And yeah, I really have like, like really have like six hundred or something left because it was a Kickstarter group of people that I had to deliver to. So that was like two hundred to Kickstarter. Oh, okay. yeah. So around like six hundred fifty units left. Available. Okay. Well, so th so then my head, just so you know, my head goes to like, well, then how can my community 
through the podcast and other platforms, it's like, how could we ensure that that these games, you know, that we can get them into the hands of people that you want them to be into, right? Mm-hmm. Um, and you know, if if you have any ideas around that, and I I would love to to help kind of support to support that, whether it's you know buying board games for school districts because I know yeah. I know school it's really tight right now. Um, I mean, I'm sure the retail side is nice when, you know, like my family, it's like, okay, that's cool. Like, we're going to play it and we'll talk about it and things like that. But knowing that you have this mission, um, you know, I'm down to help out in with whatever board games you have left. Like, I know you've got some other games coming up that you want to talk about. So, yeah, um, thank you. Yeah, so I'll speak to that kind of strategy of it. So I... I do not consider myself like a business person at all. I am like the idea man and I'd rather other people do that, that work. But yeah, once I realized that, okay, I can make a company out of this, then design, I shifted from a game company to a design education company. Mm. And so design, I, the board game is one of the products of design. I, and my services include, um, doing design lectures, design workshops to for schools, and I've done dozens of those now over the past couple of years. And um, the product is design of the game is like the product side of that. And so yeah, the main audience will be schools, school districts, educators. And I, from a business standpoint, my goal is is that every school in the America pretty much has design I, the presence of design I every school has a design curriculum or design program. Not many schools do, but starting in the Metro Detroit area, which they currently don't or not really, um, design I will be that catalyst for design culture or design presence in schools. And then the actual product will facilitate or will, uh, kickstart kind of you know, design education for those educators. So, and I've always, the aesthetic for design I, I'm, I love minimalism. I love kind of those less is more values. Um, I really see, and someone someone told me this, they felt like design was like an apple of board games. And I was like, yeah, exactly. I I, I present design, I, I want to present it as professionally as possible, um, but really pack it in with a, a lot of knowledge, but not too much so that it overwhelms students. So that's why everything is introductory. Um, but yeah, that is the goal to have design eye in most school districts and possibly around the world um, to increase design design diversity, to increase design awareness for cities, mm-hmm. and to d- increase design culture and education. Um, I, that's I, also lacking. I want to encourage anyone who's listening. If you've got <laughs> ideas around that, you know, you can you can reach out to myself or uh, or preferably just reach out to Dion directly and. Uh, I think it's a great idea. I've got a few people in mind already that are uh, pretty pretty high up in education, whether it's uh, you know government or within school districts. So I'm like, this is an, I I didn't I this is why I love these interviews, right? Is <clears throat> I I did not realize that you actually said you were like I bet once you hear my story, you'll connect, mm-hmm. <clears throat> you'll, you'll hear my why, and I'm like, now I got it, right? Now yeah. I'm now I'm in. Now the like uh, maybe kind of like you with design uh, if you i know you're on avelio matos's po- podcast everyone go check out package unbox with avelio matos mm-hmm. uh you were on his podcast and he'll tell you i'm like uh 
I'm a doer. Like I'm a creator in that sense as well. I'm like, mm-hmm. okay, yeah, I want to, I want to make sure that so-and-so and so-and-so like knows about this. And I want to like, how could you get, how could you get 500 of these things out the door in the next 30 days by connecting them up to these other people and, mm-hmm. you know, to these districts. So I think it's great. Um, well, Dion, we are, uh, these times always fly by. We're here at the end of the podcast, and I wanted to give you a chance to shout out some of your new products, tell people how they can go buy it, how they can get connected. Uh, this yeah. is your time. I know you said you're not really into like being a business person, a salesperson, mm-hmm. but you yeah. started a business, so you got you got to yep. be into it. That's the reality of it, for sure. So down the pipeline, um, this will, uh, Design Eye Pro is the sequel to Design Eye. I don't know if you can see that. So it's the graphic design studio game. So Design Eye is the graphic design education game. Pro is the studio game. Um, basically, it's the card game version of Design Eye. It's based on three teams. Uh, let's say it's you and your wife, your two two of your kids, and then another two of your kids. Those three teams, you're competing on to win the most project cards. You draw a card. Let's say you and your wife draw a card. Um, print design. You read the prompt, you, uh, two of your kids and your team uh, sketch for that prompt. And then the other two kids, they have to vote on who has the best idea. And you're, let's say they pick you and your wife, you and mom, then you win that card, so on and so forth. Everyone switches the client or you switch client. Um, you also have these designer cards. You can get the design intern card or the executive creative director card, basically to steal uh, a project card to prevent others from winning. So that's pro. It will have pencils, the whole shebang, paper. Uh, it's 150 project cards. So it's 150 different prompts you could sketch for. And then 21 designer cards um, that you can steal other people's cards from. And then Design Eye Harmony is the, the new one. I don't know if you ever played Tunk uh, as a card game where you have to create spreads to get rid of your hand. In this case, okay. it's these are uh, numbered colors. Um, so there you have the six hues. Yeah. So like you have, so let's say you have five, four, three, two, one red. This is the purple, but that's a harmony. So uh, I don't know if I can show, I don't have time to show up. Here's a one and a two blue, yeah. right? And let's say you have a three, four, five blue, then that's a harmony. And then you win the first one to get a harmony wins. Let's say you had a one, two blue and a three, four, five red. Then that's also harmony because that's cool to warm. So you can go all warm, all cool, warm to cool, cool to warm. And that's it. 60 cards, really fast color game, color matching game. But it's teaching you about color harmony, color temperature. Um, Dude, that's. I'm like, that's, I, I'm geeking out about this, honestly. I'm like, I you can't tell because I'm, but I'm just like, my brain is spinning with how incredible this is. Uh, so right now, today, I think you, is it safe to say like people you can go buy this board game, right? The Design Eye board game yes, that I got. Yes, you can go to designeyegame.com, designeyegame.com. They can purchase the original Design Eye. They can purchase some merch. They, yep. they can also email me. I have a PDF that can show players or people how to play online. Um, that hmm. was due to COVID, so I do have an online. Uh, capability through Tabletopia, a uh, platform called Tabletopia. And they can look out for the Kickstarter for Design Eye Pro and Design Eye Harmony next year. 
Um, so there will be a Kickstarter for, I think I might bundle them together. I'm not sure yet. Um, but yeah, Design I Pro and Harmony next year, Kickstarter, be on the lookout. Dude, this is great. I've got, I've got so many people, just be on the lookout for all the emails. I got so many people mm -hmm. to connect you up with who are going to totally nerd out about this. I was on a, uh, I was on a webinar that I led with a whole bunch of designers and I was actually wearing your hoodie and I was telling about the game and everyone was like, wait, where do we go? Like, mm -hmm. what's this game? Like, it's a game for graphic designers. I'm like, yeah, you know, cause yeah. you kind of, right. Like, it, like from the education thing, you know, there's all these games, there's all these books, there's all this stuff about other industries, but not graphic design and packaging. Like our kids don't right. get to, and we've got a cool industry to talk about. Like mm -hmm. my kids are always playing inside of corrugated boxes and like grabbing right. bottles and they turn into mermaids. And it's just like, kids love this stuff and we stifle their creativity sometimes. And I love that you're encouraging it. Um, this is awesome. Dion, everyone go to design. I game, uh, E Y E design. I game.com. Yep. Uh, check it out, connect up with you on LinkedIn. Is that another place they could find you? Yep. They can find me on LinkedIn at Dion Mixon. They can follow me on Instagram at Dion Mixon and at design. I game. Um, so yeah, or Dion Mixon.com designigame.com at Dion Mixon at Design I Game. Uh, yep, that's it. Facebook, Instagram, LinkedIn. Yep. Socials. Dion, I really appreciate it, man. Thank you so much for coming on the podcast. And uh, I, I'm excited to be a small part of your journey. This is exciting. Thank you so much, Adam Peak in the house. <laughs> Thanks, Dion. Hey, congrats. You made it to the end of the podcast. If you're looking for more great podcast material in the packaging industry, please check out Sustainable Packaging with Corey Connors and the newly redesigned Package Unboxed with Avelio Matos. Go find them wherever you listened to this podcast. Thanks, everybody.